Look, you, you and John Carlton are the only people who I, I literally had a visceral reaction to your copy. So desperately want to understand how you're doing that. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody, we're back for another edition of the podcast. I'm David Allen from MakeWordsPay.com. We have a very special guest today on the show, someone I've been looking forward to talking to for a long time. He is a copywriter, a freelancer. Uh, he now mentors other copywriters. He has a uh, wildly successful uh, uh, forum and stuff for copywriters. If you may already be guessing who I'm talking about. He's also a stand-up comedian. Kevin Rogers, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, brother. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, it's been good. I've uh, We have some interesting things in common, including when I started uh, my own podcast that I did called Takeover Tuesday, and you started the Truth and Marketing podcast. I believe we were using the same music by some weird, oh, <laughs> weird, really? weird coincidence. That's hilarious. <laughs> We've been gone looking for our, the same royalty-free music. Right, exactly. <laughs> ah. That's so funny. They, they think one of us is, wow, that's a cool, they picture us in there like conducting the band and then they hear the other guy's podcast like that hack. <laughs> it's weird how online stuff works out sometimes. Yeah, that's funny. So let's, let's go back. Maybe, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, know maybe a little few things about you, for, but for those who are completely brand new, let's go back to your sort of superhero origin story. You know, how did you get into all this marketing stuff? Yeah, well, it's a pretty long and sordid tale, so I'll, <laughs> I'll give you the highlight reel. It's, um, you know, I was a confused young uh, teenager, as I think we're all supposed to be, but, you know, 17, 18, it's always fascinating when, you know, my kid's 14 now, and, like, mm. uh, other parents of kids his age are mapping out their entire professional lives, you know? It's, <laughs> it's all this pressure to know exactly what they want to do with the rest of it. It's, I don't, it's crazy. So, yeah, 18 and um, doing, like, deadbeat jobs and not really you know, knowing what to do, but loved comedy. And so I uh, ended up on, on stage at an open mic night and mm. I was, you know, hooked, man, within five minutes. It's funny, uh, Dave, you know, like you're a performer. When people mm -hmm. tell me they, oh, you know, I've, I've, I've been thinking about doing stand-up. I'm like, well, you have to now. Like, <laughs> you, you're, you're obligated to yourself and potentially the world of, of comedy and entertainment to go find out if there's something there, right? Because right. it's not a normal thing for somebody to want to do that. It's actually, <laughs> right? It's the number one fear in the world. Yeah. Just any public speaking, let alone going, hey, everybody, I'm, I'm hilarious. You're not going to believe what I'm about to say, you know? It's like, it's, you got to be a weirdo. And totally. so uh, it's if it's for you, though, it's like this, you know, you change on a cellular level the second you you walk off stage and, and can breathe again mm -hmm. <laughs> the first time and that's what happened to me and uh yeah so that was it man I, you know i ended up figuring out how to get road gigs and spent almost 10 years on the road probably seven like hardcore traveling that was mm -hmm. how i made my living mm -hmm. took took a shot at 
you know, sitcom writing out in LA and some different stuff that I, I didn't end up loving like I thought I would. And, and uh, then, you know, decided I had to get off the road. I really just burned out, man. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't, couldn't stand up in front of, uh, you know, 24, you know, Southern <laughs> Southerners there in Warner Robins, Georgia going, yeah, man, that shit was pretty good. Huh? <laughs> Be funny. Be yeah. funny. Come on, man. It's come with it. What you got, bro? It's just like, yeah, I don't, not feeling the inspiration here. So, uh, I, I, you know, what do you do then? It's like, I, I did also didn't want to become, God bless them. You know, there's, there's, there's guys that scared me for my future when I, back then, mm. you know, cause, cause I'm seeing them in their, their fifties and right. I mean, they can kill the room and they're solid club headliners, but you're like, I don't know if you're ever going to get that break, you know? <laughs> and I was like, I, I, man, if I hit like, if I'm approaching 30 and nothing's happening, I got to, I got to think this over, you know? And that, right. it's kind of what happened. It's like, I tried some different avenues and I'm like, I don't know how this works. Like, how do I get, how do I get in control of this? I couldn't see that. Right. right. Cause I didn't understand business. Certainly didn't know anything about marketing. So did a bunch of like no resume jobs, bartending and, and, and bell hopping. Mm-hmm. And, uh, through some miraculous, you know, kismet found this, uh, copywriting thing and discovered, wow, hey, a lot of those instincts that served me as a comic can work here as well. And um, fumbled my way through the process of getting those early clients and, you know, made a go of it. And it's been amazing. Yeah. You know, when, when you're looking back at the, you know, when's the first time you really heard about copywriting when somebody actually said that word or you, you thought, what is that? Or Totally. Yeah. I remember it clearly because I thought it was the, the dumbest thing I'd ever seen, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine, his name's Chris Tomasulo. He's kind of known in the industry. Yeah, yeah. You know, Doc Sulo, a really brilliant guy. And that was sort of the amazing thing that happened was I was working for an old comic friend of mine mm-hmm. who was running uh, you know, a timeshare resale company, you know. <laughs> right. Basically as shady as it sounds, <laughs> although he was trying to do it right until the crack took over, but that was a whole, that's a whole other story. But uh, so, so he hired Chris, came in to consult, and Chris is a master of, of inbound telephone mm. sales, you know. Right. So I was learning a lot from Chris and really liked him, and he knew I loved to write. And so he's like, yeah, you should try, you should look at copywriting. What the hell does that mean? And he showed me a sales letter, and I was like, it was one of those like, you know, 90s, uh, you know, early 2000 sales that is where it was like purposely really ugly. And, you know, right. and I'm just like, honestly, I was like, if, if somebody sent me this, I would immediately market as spam, you know, like, <laughs> and, but, but then he started explaining the, the, the persuasion behind it and right. why it was ugly and, and how it, and I was like, ah, started getting really interested. Then he turned me on to, to, to Halbert and, and Carlton and I started reading their, mm. their blogs and I was like, ah, and now it, it was like electricity at that point. Right. So, so as I studied it, then there was the big problem of well, how, what, how, how do I get someone to pay me for this or how do I <laughs> right. find, find out if I'm good enough to get paid? Right. Right. That becomes the next problem. Absolutely. So what were those first steps? Like, uh, did you, it was Chris giving you uh you know, ideas or were you looking around or how did? Yeah. Well, Chris was helping me discover that I might actually have some, I'll tell you what's funny is uh, the first thing I ever wrote was I was mocking copy. (laughs) (laughs) 
because I, <laughs> I, I, I was just kind of being a smart ass. And I, I wrote this, <laughs> I'd read a few letters and thought, oh, I get this whole thing. And, and my instinct is, a, is, I guess, a comedic thinker was to write satire, right? Right, right. And, and so I, 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 <laughs> I, I wrote like half a, a sales letter about, in my mind, the product was, I don't know what your audience is like. I don't know how to even say this without- No, go for it being disgusting but the, the, the big joke was going to be the product was uh, you know a device that helps you blow yourself <laughs> okay so, you, know, you might want to edit that in some way that's, that's pretty extreme or it might not yeah but but uh <laughs> but to me it was just funny like like how do you build up to this right and it was right. all about you know it was discovered this ancient art of self-gratification was discovered <laughs> in a in a in a cave etching you know and and <laughs> That's and I, awesome. And I'm just like cracking myself up writing this thing, sure. right? And I, I show it to Chris and he goes, look, he goes, he goes, I know you're being a smart ass, but this is actually pretty good. He's like, this is probably better than like 70% of the copy I see. He's like, right. so you, you need to maybe like seriously think about, you know? Yeah. And I was like, ah, that's, that's good. So yeah, so then... The, the other amazing, I guess, you know, if you look back, it's like amazing things happen when you're supposed to be on a certain path, right? Right. So then I found out through a weird email chain letter among co old comedy friends that a, a comic friend of mine named Vin Montello was studying that Masterson course. Okay. And, and I was like, what, you know, what are the chances? So I start talking to Vin and Vin was like just starting to get his first clients. And so he was actually really instrumental in me figuring out how to, you know, respond to certain, uh, you know, job requests. There was a forum back then called the copywriting board or the copywriters board Okay. written by us, uh, run by Michelle Fortin. And, uh, yeah, it was a great board. That's kind of the inspiration, one of the inspirations for Copy Chief, because that went away. And then there was just like the Warrior Forum and all these cesspools, you know. <laughs> right. yeah. And so, uh, uh, yeah, so Vin, my very first gig was the guy posted he wanted an autoresponder series. And I was still really new to the whole mm -hmm. marketing side of it, you know, and the, especially like digital marketing. And uh, <laughs> so guys like, I need an autoresponder series and if, if you know, you send me some samples. So I, so Vin goes, here's what to do. He's like, uh, he's like, tell the guy, I write to him and uh, tell him you'll, you, normally it's a uh, hundred in email, but you'll do all five for 300 as a package deal. I go, okay, great. I'll do it. I go, by the way, what's an autoresponder? <laughs> Literally like, what does that even mean? I, so he explains right. it to me. So, the guy and that had to write one, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I literally sat at my kitchen table and, and wrote one about uh, a golf product. And the funny thing is dude, I, I've, I don't golf, uh, you know, right. I mean, I've golfed like twice in my life. I don't like it. I'm not interested in it, <laughs> but I, I don't, maybe cause I was studying Carlton and I knew Carlton wrote like golf mm -hmm. ads, you know, right. I'm like, yeah, that seems interesting enough to write about. So I, I, I sent it to the guy and I get the gig, you know? And, and what was funny was, he, he wrote to me, he said, you know, some other people were, uh, had lower prices than you. He's like, but I can tell you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I learned a lot in that. Like one is like, just go for it. Even if you really don't know what you're doing, right. you know, if you care about doing good work, it'll probably work sure. out. Okay. And the other thing is like, have somebody watching your back, you know, like I, I, it, 
you know, if I wouldn't have known that I Vin could check my work, I don't mm. think I would have had the confidence to to even put myself out for the gig, right? Right. Right. And so, you know, it's it's a tricky thing with freelancing. It's like you you don't need to wait around forever for some magic mm-hmm. power to anoint you that you're ready. You also don't want to promise something you know you can't deliver. So, but you know, if you have a mentor and you have some backup and some people around you who can help guide you, then you can definitely get a head start a lot a lot faster. Yeah, absolutely. That's very good. Very good advice. So now you are a mentor uh, for copywriters and Copy Chief has taken off and become a real valuable and a favorite resource from many up and coming copywriters. Let's delve into some of the pitfalls and stuff of the freelancer. Like you said, you just uh, listed off uh, stuff like maybe imposter syndrome or, Oh yeah. You know, getting your, getting your first clients and stuff like what are, you know, I'm sure much like when I take a look at people's copy and critique it and stuff, there's usually the same mistakes that are being made over and over again. Is that the case with freelance copywriters and, and what do they, what do they screw up? Uh, you mean from the writing part? Well, from, from the, the from the getting into it part, and then yeah. from the writing. Yeah. Well, I guess on the writing part, we could we could go on forever. You know, with some of the beginner mistakes, but I, I think yeah, some of it is like um, I, I think. Well, let's just let me just say what I know helps, right? Because okay. I because I've coached a lot of freelancers now. I, I would say the the best thing you can do for yourself when you're starting out is decide you know specialize. And I I know people say this, mm-hmm. but not just in a certain niche, but decide like what do you want to write? What do you enjoy writing? What do you feel particularly good at? Right. So one, well, I'll tell you one mistake I see is people will come to me sometimes and say, "Okay, hey, can you help me figure out how to get some clients?" And I'm like, "Sure." So let's talk about what do you like to write and who's been your best client or, and they're like, Oh, uh, no, I haven't written anything yet. I just, you know, I read this book and I'm like, Oh man, like, come on. Like, so the number one thing is that copywriting will not solve your financial conundrum, right? Like forget that you'll, you'll ruin your reputation. You'll screw over some clients, even if you, you don't mean to like your number one goal is not, how do I make a living at this? Uh, your number one goal is how do I get damn good at this, right? And again, I, I, I see some people who are already good floundering mm. with their confidence and not getting paid with their worth and, and those things too. But right. y- y- that's better and, and certainly more fixable than the other problem, which is I, I, I don't never, I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm just out trying to hustle money for, for it, right. you know? So, and I'll tell you that that is the biggest problem I hear from the client side too, is it's really hard for them to know who to trust. And even simple things like, you know, just cause they talk a good game on the phone, like, you know, vet their samples, make sure they're actually their samples, like make, you know, right. talk to some of their past clients and make sure they didn't flake on the gig. And, you know, so those are the biggest problems I hear is like they get the voice all wrong. They, they miss deadlines or they ghost completely. Mm. Right. Just terrible stuff where, yeah. It makes it so much harder for the people who are, are talented and want to do good work. Um, so, you know, like, you know, definitely don't look at, at copywriting as the, the quick fix to your money troubles. I, I tell people if they're like, you know, like I'm, I'm launching my, my course right now. For, for the first, it used to be just private one-on-one uh, and it was ex- really expensive. Now it's 10% of that price just for the curriculum, which I still do live, right? But right even now people come to me and they're like, 
hey, if I take your course, can I, can I be getting, how much do you think I can be getting next month? And I'm like, I like, don't take the course. I don't, you know, yeah. it, you're just, you're, you're looking at this all wrong. It's a foundation on which you can build a great career, but you got to be committed to the long haul of this. Right. Um, I've seen it happen in three months for people. I've seen it take three years. You know, it absolutely is not a, I don't know what to do. Go figure out Facebook AdWords or something. Like, right. like don't, don't, don't try to, you know, put people's uh, whole career in your hands for how you're going to represent them in a sales letter. It's, you're not ready. So what should be, what's, what are the, you know, maybe top two or three things that people should be doing every day if they're, if they're sold, if they're going to play the long game, if they're going to get better at this, what, what are the top things they should be doing every day? Uh, they should be, yeah, breaking down ads, you know, like really studying, like, like hand copying's cool for me, not for the reason it, it is good to the whole rote learning thing mm -hmm. of, you know, I'll move my hand in this way and it'll sear into my brain what good copy looks and feels like. However, uh, I wrote to Gary Bensavanga when I was new in this business and shockingly he wrote back and <laughs> I basically asked him, I was like, look, you, you and John Carlton are the only people who I, I literally had a visceral reaction to your copy, you know? And I, and I said, I just have to, I so desperately want to understand how you're doing that. As I said to him, I was like, is it NLP? Like, what am I, <laughs> right. what am I experiencing that would make me feel that way? You know? Yeah. And he said, the truth is you, you have to really believe in the product, right? Right. If you really believe in what you're writing about, then it's, it's not hard. All you're feeling is my enthusiasm channeled. You know, obviously there's, there's some persuasion things in place, sure. but it's, it's not trickery. You know, it's, it's genuine enthusiasm. He said, and um, he said, the, if you want to get good, my best advice is uh, read a control ad every day. And, and he said, don't just read it. He said, but then ask yourself, what is one thing I might change about this ad that I think would make it convert even better? And that was so huge to me because I realized, and then John Carlton, who became a friend and mentor later, really solidified this to me. It's like, really what you're getting paid for is the ability to, as John th calls it, uh, critical think about the offer, about the avatar, about, you know, the, the relationship, the emotions. Uh, it, it's the thinking where we really earn our money. And, and so if you start developing that early, that's the thing that's going to set you apart, right? Right. Look, here's what makes a copywriter great. It's, it's not, we all have access to the same case studies and information and formulas and all those things, right? Mm -hmm. It's what is that thing you're going to bring to it that nobody else on the planet could, because right. you happen to be interested in, in this part, this particular science or human evolution, or, you know, like, uh, you know, 10 different writers can all have the exact same product research, but they're all going to come up with different big ideas and hooks because they all have this unique DNA and the set of experiences. And it's the combining of those two factors that create the magic, right? right. So, you know, think critically, you know, get, to, get really good at research, but don't ignore your other interests and your freaky little habits and fetishes that, you know, bring those other elements into it and you combine those two and that's where the great ideas happen because honestly you know if you're good at nothing 
but coming up with great big ideas and understanding how to sell those in a, in a sales letter, even if you're not the greatest writer, mm-hmm. you'll have a great career in this business. They, right. they, will, they will put other writers around you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, it's the ideas that are the, the, the rare commodity in this business. Right. That's very, very good advice. Very good advice. Uh, now, you mentioned, of course, that John Carlton became a mentor and a friend to you. Did you reach out to him and, and forge that relationship yeah. or how, how did that work? Because I know a lot of people out there are probably also afraid to reach out to some of these people who sure. they hold in high esteem. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it is scary, especially when you're not sure what you want from them. Right. And so the reason John and I's relationship evolved the way it did, I think is because first of all, something about John just really resonated with me. And I had this weird problem early in my career, and it got it must be so much worse for, for freelancers now, <laughs> which is you know I had I had inf- information overwhelm, but there's a certain like patch of development in, in a freelance copywriter's career where you're you're good enough to get paid and get gigs, but you're also learning so much. And when you're actually doing the work, when you read something that opens up your mind in a new way mm. you really want to implement it like immediately right right and so a few times i was being like in the middle of a sales letter and i'd read something on like clayton make pieces blog back when it was active or on the that forum or somewhere and it would be so revolutionary to me i'd go man if i don't stop right i have to start this letter over or i'm not giving the client everything I've got, you know? And, uh, but then eventually I was like, I gotta, I gotta quit this. Like, this is overwhelming. <laughs> so I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to only follow one, one great, you know, because my, my thing was if I could get as good as one of the greats, or I mean like even half as good, uh, it would take me probably years, but that would be good enough to have a great career. Right. And, right. and feel in control of this thing. And so I said, I'm going to choose one and I'm shutting out everything else off. Like, uh, I'm just because I want to get to know their thinking and their process so well that it would literally like they're sitting next to me at the computer. And when I come to a crossroads in the copy, I could turn to them and say, what would you do right here? And literally know exactly what they would advise right. me, right? And so for me, I, I chose Carlton. It was an easy choice because again, he was, he was my guy. He just, I, I loved how he wrote and how he, talked about the subject matter he chose. And so I just studied the guy to death. And I was so obsessed with with him and, and his work and his wisdom. I used to drive around back and forth to my job listening to his kick-ass comedy, uh, kick-ass copywriting secrets, right. you know, audio over and over and over. Um, and so when I actually finally got in front of him and reached out to him, I felt like I had earned his attention, not, not just because I had put that, that I had obsessed on him, but one other thing I did was I waited for an opportunity to, to earn his attention. And so he had a forum and he used to do critiques and he was going to be out of town and he said, Hey, why don't you, one of you hot shots take over the critique for me this week and, you know, show us your, your stuff. Right. And I was like, oh, this is what I've been waiting for, right? <laughs> so I, I took the critique and I, you know, I, I, I think I, I did a screen cap and I must have done it like three times, you know, like just I can get it better, better, really put a lot of work into it and posted it up because I knew like John would have to watch this sure. and make sure I'm not giving crazy ass advice, you know? Right. And so John 
wrote to me and he, privately and he's like, hey, I just want to, I wanted to thank you. you. You did a really good job on that critique. And he's like, you, you know, let me know how I can return the favor. I was like, mm. finally. So I said, I said, John, I, I just want one thing from you. Uh, I, I, uh, could you look at my some of my copy, because I totally had imposter syndrome at this point, you know? I was exactly at that place where it's like, am I even, should I even be taking this money? Like, do I know what I'm doing? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so he wrote, read my stuff and and he said, you know, yeah, clearly you're, you're still kind of new, but you, you've got great instincts, your writing's good. And he said, you know, overall, I can tell you you've got the goods. And once I heard that, I was like, all right, good night, everybody, you know? <laughs> No more imposter syndrome for me. Yeah. I, I just felt, and uh, and then from there we we just kept talking and developed a friendship that's lasted, geez, ten years now. So it's been amazing. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. If people want to get a hold of you, they want to get involved with you. You have Copy Chief and uh, your your coaching yeah. program and stuff. Uh, where should people go? How should they get involved? Yeah, just go to copychief.com and. You know, if your first visit there, you'll probably see an offer to get on the wait list. That means that we open to new members uh, about once a month. Okay. And, you know, until then you can enjoy the, you know, the podcast or there on the site and, uh, you know, tons of great articles. We, we focus a lot on story and, and all that kind of stuff and copy. So, yeah, I'd appreciate you coming by and I think you'll dig it. Awesome. I really want to thank you for coming on the show, Kevin. It's uh, long overdue, I think, and it's been uh, this hour has just flown by and I, I just want to extend my gratitude for taking the time out for our audience. Thanks, man. I really enjoyed it. And for everybody else, hopefully we'll be back again. Uh, well, we will be back again with another edition of the podcast next week, hopefully with someone as insightful as Kevin. <laughs> there is one simple question that will determine the success of your business. In fact, at a recent meetup I attended, not one in 16 business owners had an exact answer. What's even worse is almost none of them had any answer at all. If you're interested in that question and you want to find a simple answer that will ultimately determine the future success of your business, you need to go over to makewordspay.com and sign up right now. You will immediately start getting business building emails that not only show you the simple question and how to get the answer, but will also show you how to leverage that answer to radically grow your business in a matter of a few short weeks. Just go over to makewordspay.com and sign up right now. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.